Welcome to episode 69, nice, of the Strong Style Story Podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. God damn it. You you just had to do it, didn't I, you? I had to. This, this is definitely going to be the nice episode of, of Strong Style Story. Uh, I am your host, Selector Jeffrey Wessel. You can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter. The blog is at strongstylestory.tumblr.com. With me today... Back in the saddle, Chris Damasceno. Chris, since you blew us off for the G1 episode, how, how, how have you been? Things have been okay. Uh, it's just been a very bizarre end to the year as we're leading into November at this point and towards the end game, I guess, is what you could call it for 2020 as a whole. But it's nice to be back and talking a little bit more of the post-G1 New Japan era this year around and some of the changes that have kind of come through that. We'll cover those accordingly. And uh, thanks again for covering for me next, last time, Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot for uh, to Dave Ryan for uh, for covering for, uh, for Chris last episode. And uh, yeah, there's a distinct possibility I might be appearing on their show soon. Oh, right. You've hit that cycle at this point with the Thunders in which you were on in person. I, I, yep, way. I was there. I was there. So, yeah, the, 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 I'll be fine. I, I may have to go find, see if I can find footage of those. Because I'm not, I'm not paying the network. Get that. Yeah, <laughs> understand, understandable. Yeah, 100%. But, uh, yeah, I only need a little bit of a memory refresher. But, yeah, trust me when I say there are some stories that did not make it that you would not have caught on the air that, that are absolutely worth worth the price of admission here. Um. So, yeah, we just finished the power struggle cycle. And, it, you know, a lot of it, I mean, we, we, we're back to not every show being shown on NJPW World. So we're, we're we're back to actual spot shows. Yeah, which I think we both had an idea that maybe they would do that at some point or another for one or two of those, even after the pandemic situation. But hey, it, it is what it is. They got some cool stuff for those crowds that attend them accordingly, uh, such as that one time where everybody in Tanahashi's team decided to dress up in Tanahashi tights. Yeah. It was was, ha- well, it was Halloween. Yeah. So yeah. Um, interesting sight there, but I, I, I gotta say this was like the, it was basically carbon copy when I was doing the results on the blog. Mm-hmm. It was like, my for, God, these for are the like... most part, very similar results. Yes. Compared to one another, but I mean, th- th- this is like throwing back to like the, the old days before live streaming and, and instant results were like, you run the same show. You, you basically run the same sh- show when you're doing in a, a different city, in, in a different city. Yeah. yeah. So they all get the same thing, you know, <laughs> is it very, no, I... very much a, a, a throwback there. Uh, we did have a couple of title matches during the, um, during the tour portion. I think there was a comedy titles match all the way up on uh, night one. Yeah. Which was the, uh, uh, with the Doki Techers, as I guess you could call them at this point, against the Chaos team, where it's a payoff from that uh, G1 final show there with yeah. Doki pinning. Uh, was <laughs> so, it Yoshihashi? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah Doki pinned Yoshihashi. And yes, we're just. Did, yes. Did, it, I did it, not have that on my 2020 bingo uh, card. I'll say that I much. Mean, I mean, do, yeah, Doki getting his annual win in <laughs> New Japan. <laughs> Yeah, the, those those do not come often for Japones del Mal. Yeah, um, but yeah, the the uh, the comedy titles were retained by Goto Ishii and Yoshihashi, and then uh, Yoshihashi had the 
temerity to challenge dangerous techers for the for the heavyweight tag belts, which you know they they lost, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they but, they lost that defense, and then you also had uh, the Suzuki Gun team of El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru defending against Los Dos Peligrosos and Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi, making their defense of the title, making uh, Los Dos Peligrosos 0-3 against those guys, that, at least for the year, as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, and again, but, you know, it's fine because, you know, we need to get Hiromu to, you know, winning best of the Super Junior so he could challenge Taiji Ishimori, but we'll get to that here uh, coming up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, a, a lot of these are like real obvious. You, you could see where this was going type stuff just because of how the, the, the tour results are going. Um, but I think we should highlight specifically November 5th because that was the show in which before we even headed and in, head into power struggle and the like, they did officially announce the best of super junior lineups and oh, no, no, that, that was the, something extra on us. Whoa, that, that, that was the second. Or it was the, that the was second. the second. Excuse yeah, that was the okay. second, but we'll, we'll get into all that too. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into all that. Um, so l- l- let's talk about power struggle itself. Uh, this was, uh, last Saturday. Well, that was a big day. That was a big day in general. It was between Just, it, be, it began with this technically because here yeah. in the US it was still the sixth going into the seventh when the show really got started up. So right. the morning of the seventh, depending on where you were at. So yeah, so we, we had this. We had um, you know the announcement about Joe Biden winning the election, and of course, you know if you read the news, of course the fascists are still trying to cling to power. Yeah, it, it's a. It's basically a fuck fest we're gonna have to deal with for the next seventy days, which is just wonderful to yeah, say the just, least. Yeah, th- this is nothing to 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 stem our our complete exhaustion and anxiety that twenty twenty has has brought upon upon us. But then, um, you know, and of course AEW full gear right happened across, that night yeah. too, which you know I already discussed that with uh, with Paul Sebastian on a BGTD special here on this very network. Um, so anyway, let's talk power struggle. Uh, first match, uh, the provisional KOPW Championship no corner pads match, and yeah, this is about as ridiculous as you know we thought it would be. It was the proper level of ridiculousness and a good way to getting the crowd. A little something lighthearted and fun to get them into the show. Uh, Yano does Yano things by deciding to tie Zack Sabre Jr.'s boots together with the help of the uh, barricade there and just trapping him accordingly <laughs> in the process. <laughs> who um yeah who who saw Toriano as being an actual match of the year contender or wrestler of the year contender because. Most of his matches have just been fabulous, even though they're not technical, you know, masterpieces whatsoever. But, you know, when he has you, you know, he actually has you legitimately laughing, you know, in in the spirit in which they were intended. I think that should go a long way, I think. Yeah, Yano deserves some honorable mentions for being one of the best wrestlers in this pandemic era currently, because he is brought something to the table just about every time that he's had to step it up in these roles. So yeah, and, su- super happy to see him continue, continue his streak there. Hopefully he will be going from provisional KLPW 2020 champion to being the official one at the end of the year. Once that's called. Yeah. But I mean, you know, what? still the, just the, 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 that, that new Japan cup match between him and Hiromu, it's still one of the funniest match of the entire year, in my uh, opinion. Oh my god, that that still just kills just pro- me. <laughs> proper investment between all of the build up shows to it into just yeah, and, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it, you know, just the, the first time I think I've ever seen the elevator be used <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to affect the finish in New Japan, the elevator in Corican Hall. <laughs> Good lord, um. A, a a probably a probably more serious uh, actually two serious contenders for wrestler of the year uh the never openweight championship in which Shingo Takagi defeats Minoru Suzuki to regain the title 
this yep. banged. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Just uh, almost 20 minutes of just legit, sheer, brutal warfare between two men who are more than capable of doing that. And yeah, Jeff, I'm starting to think more and more Shingles taking the, our personal Strong Style Story Wrestler of the Year award two years running at this point. Hey, I mean, how can he not? There's I mean, just, like, Naito's year has been great, don't get me wrong, but Shingo, just from beginning to end so far, it's just. It's consistency, man. That goes a long way. You know, so, but you know what? Suzuki has to be in that conversation too, because remember, he had my 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 early favorite for feud of the year. Yeah, with back, Moxley. With Moxley. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, goddamn the pandemic for blowing that up because. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it was about to transition into into saber, if you recall. Yes, which you know, it, it, eventually, it it would, yeah, eventually it would have come back around to Suzuki because. But you know, on, on that note, you, you have heard the rumblings of Suzuki maybe leaving again. Yeah, I think it might be just one of those conversations that's had every time because he's off. Op- I think he's still operating as a freelancer on like a year-to-year basis, so I don't necessarily blame anyone for kind of thinking hey maybe this is the year where he just decides okay i did some cool stuff here this year let me just go elsewhere and you know do whatever i want i mean he has the right to do that if that is the case and his contract is expiring by january 5th or whatever that is right but it seems like uh, this all hinges on this thing called gleet which is a a a new shoot-esque promotion that's headed by Kiyoshi Tamura. Um, Interesting. That that it, it, it's owned by Ledette, who were the the first of the quote unquote new owners of of pro wrestling Noah before uh-huh. they sold out to to uh, to cyber so agent. Cyber agent. Mm-hmm. And then, but I'm looking at this, and it's like, wait a minute. They, as far as I can tell, they've only run one show. And Suzuki's BFF, Nosu a wrong guy has left the promotion already. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I think with Minoru at this point is just, let's just wait and see what happens yeah. after January. That's the best way of putting it because most everybody, I think even us to a certain extent, were just like very much like, is he possibly leaving? Like we were sort of like on the half and half stance. And we were... He just shows up January 5th and then, like we're like, well, never mind that. We were absolutely convinced that he was leaving. Like mm-hmm. all the signs were there, and then yeah, that that moment with him and Moxley at the dome, you know, which is like one of, one of the few legit pops I had during, the, you know, like like sure. su- surprise legit pops, like holy fucking Jesus, you know. Yeah, it's just very much at this point, considering what happened all of last year. Let's just wait it out. And we'll know by early January for sure at that point. Yeah, so we will. It's but, no, it's no use fretting about it now. But uh, yeah, Shingo is now the thirty-first never openweight champion. Uh, Kazuchika Okada defeats Tomoyuki Oka, aka Great Okan, in the in the Suzuko Memori. Uh huh. Battle. Ba- no, I, I battle. Can't. Yep. I'm, I'm kidding. Just <laughs> I. I I really could have used you last week, last episode, Chris. I'm I'm aware. I am very much aware at that point. This is your your scene. This is your scene, not mine. (laughs) This this is pretty much just a man driven by his wife who marrying another man at this point and just wanting vengeance and nobody can convince me otherwise. Uh, No, that's what I'm, I'm saying, but you could have given the I full context. Been, I, yeah. Yes, I definitely could have at that time. And once again, I apologize for my absence on that particular round. I will say, though, just the match, eh, it was okay. Yeah, it we was. Know pretty much, we pretty, know pretty much Okada is basically on holding pattern until they are 100% uh back in full capacity for, like, full live crowds and stuff before, you know, he gets back into where he's supposed to be until then he's just chilling trying to get a new move over get some merch made out of it like red wink red ink all those years ago oh, we just... i'm sorry that 
Yeah, they, the, they really the are clutch, trying to make this Cobra Clutch a thing. They yeah, really the money, are. It, it, it is less egregious than the Red Ink. I will say that. But it's still pretty egregious outright at this point. Yeah. Uh, but, at the, but at the same time, given Okada's workload over the past couple of years, him just deciding to you know, have a finisher where he's just chilling for the most part rather than like destroying his right arm, lariating people and like a whiplash kind of motion. You know what? Go for it. Just, you know, you're, you're getting in your 30s at this point. Your bones are starting to hurt. Knees are starting to hurt. Just, you know, give yourself a little bit extra rest. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, not in an event picture, so it's not anything hurting anybody else specifically. Yeah, I mean, and it's fine. I mean, you know, I, I kind of thought that maybe Okada might, you know, kind of step back a little bit, even, even before the lockdown. I, I thought maybe he might step back a little bit after mm-hmm. the, the Naito side because, God, he, he may not, he was like, the top guy for like, you know, us, uh, you know, well, God, almost eight year run and like, yeah, exactly. Main seven, eventing eight, like seven, eight stretch for the yeah, most part. Main eventing like six, like, you know, six out of the seven Tokyo domes or something, you know, it, something like that. You it's know. one of those things. Okada's schedule has been, to be honest, as a top guy in the company and a consistent top guy in the company that wasn't missing any time, that wasn't injured or anything. That's kind of a brutal schedule to run for there. I wouldn't be surprised if his body's finally starting to be like, okay, you need to slow down like now or otherwise you're not going to have a career by like 2022 kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, no, 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 I, I, I totally agree. And I, I think that, you know, I guess, the, yeah, this is like a rest year. Um, mm-hmm. and don't, I mean, don't even Tanahashi's me had those. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. You, and not, you could maybe consider this year to be one of them. Yeah, and for, <laughs> and for the match itself, it's not like Great Khan did bad in any way, shape, or form here, but just you can still show there's still some signs there where he's getting used to now being back in Japan and being in this particular role. So it's going to take a while for stuff to gel. I do think that it's a bit of an odd call to just have a referee stoppage be the finish there and just kind of kill off whatever undefeated streak he had carrying into this one all the way back from the UK excursion at that, where you could have easily just gotten away with something like a DQ finish for some more ostrich fuckery since that's the route that we're apparently headed in for January 4th. So, yep. And, and post, yeah. And, and after that, Osprey challenged Okada to the dome, which apparently has been made official now. So, but yes. we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, the, here the, shortly. the promo itself was hilarious because Okada was explaining to him, Osprey, I didn't understand a thing of what you said except four things and just listed Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Will Osprey, Kazuchika Okada, Tokyo Dome. I think were the four things he pointed out once just saying that. So, <laughs> once again, Okada shitting on your dreams and hopes accordingly. Well, these things, which uh, well, part of course, you know, it, you know, in it, it to in addition to the numerous crimes that Will Osprey has committed. Um, his promos are 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 way up there, as far as criminal. Oh yes, he cannot cut a promo for shit, and never has been able to. He has not gotten any better. Nope, he sure hasn't. But uh, moving on, moving on, uh, the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Challenge rights match: uh, Kenta retaining over Hiroshi Tanahashi with a game over at the near twenty minute mark. Um, so, yeah, hey, how about that elephant in the room still? Yeah, I mean, certain signs on the other side of the world uh, indicate that there could be a possibility that this does happen at the Dome, finally, but we can talk about that, uh, you know, I'll send a question to you and Paul or something specific on that come Wednesday night just to cover oh. the specifics. Oh, wow. I have a theory okay. on that. So oh, Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'll but look forward to that. But yeah. Back, back to this match, though, specifically. Very good set of counters there at the end between the clover leaf and the game over and just transitioning for Kenta to finally get this finished. And, of course, can't forget the fact that Kenta d- destroyed the briefcase even further on Tanahashi's head and had a real... Eric Andre Hannibal Burris moment from the Eric Andre show where there's that one skit where Eric Andre just, you know, is looking at the camera, turns around, shoots Hannibal while he sat down and then turns around and goes, why would he do something like this? This right. was basically Kenta doing that to Tanahashi and going, why would Tanahashi break my briefcase? 
Right. Well, I mean, and, you know, the, there's the other thing too, which is, uh, you know, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta is kind of a, a generational battle that never really happened. Yeah. Because uh, because of Tanahashi being where he was, and of course, you know, Kenta, you know, being first in you know all Japan, then being part of the the Noah Exodus mm-hmm. way back when. So. And I, I mean, I know Tanahashi had been in Noah a couple of times, but yeah, I mean, they they never really interacted. I don't think. No, there wasn't really a crossing of paths until Kanta came into the New Japan fold at this point. So. Yeah. yeah, I think when Tanahashi went over to to Noah, it was mostly against Marafuji, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or or yeah, that that, that side of thing. So anyway, Kanta is going to challenge John Moxley. One of these days. At some point. So, yeah, at some point. Um, next up, this was this was the whole point of the show, right here. Uh, the the you know the 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 double gold challenge rights. Uh, Jay White making history over at, at the expense of Kota Ibushi by winning the challenge rights. Uh, now through fuckery, of course. Because... Yeah, but here's the thing. For once, it's the kind of fuckery I want to see out of Jay White rather than the usual, oh, it's just Gato doing bullshit with like a brass knuckle shot or a chair or whatever leading into like a Blade Runner and a clean pinfall. Like Jay actually sneaking this with a backslide with the feet on the ropes. Right. Specifically after you thought Ibushi had everything cleared out was like that. That is the kind of heel fuckery I do want to see. And it leads into what we'll eventually talk about with the Tokyo Dome perfectly, but yeah, but history, history made, but I know a lot of Kota fans are super salty about it, which you know what? I understand. I get it. Well, I do do too. So here's the thing. The thing is, is yeah, this makes history because this is the first time that the challenge rights have ever actually changed hands. um, Since they started doing this in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, the IWGP title had changed hands more times than the then challenge rights. Now, by a whole one time, yeah, and that was it's... Hiroshi Tanahashi beating AJ Styles at King of Pro Wrestling 2014 in the run up yes. to Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- so yeah, th- th- so finally, we 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 have the 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 the. So that 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 dam has been has been burst now. So now you know now it really isn't assured that whoever wins G One Climax is going to retain the briefcase. It's gonna going make forward. It's gonna make next year's storytelling regarding whoever wins G One and the briefcase and the lead up to it a whole lot more interesting now that we have precedence that hey somebody actually did get God in one yep. of these instances. And, you know, again, I mean, let's face it, both Jay and Ibushi have had, you know, running storylines with Naido. Yes. Through the, through these years. And you know, lest we forget, it was, yeah, it, you know, it was, you know, all, you know, three, those two were part of the whole double gold dash from last year. Yeah, these are two of the four key players there that have been involved since the beginning of this year at Wrestle Kingdom. So it's very much touching that note of, because at this point, I believe between Jay and Coda, it's two and two and two between them in singles where, or wait a minute, no, it would be three and one for Jay in this situation because Coda beat him in last year's G1, but then Jay got him wrestle at Wrestle at Kingdom. The Dome. During the yeah, at the dome at G one this year, and then now for the briefcase, right? So and it, it uh, does make me think at some point that Coda's going to get this stuff back sooner rather than later. But yeah. we can cover that later on. But. Well, but at the same time, I mean, too, think of it this way too: is that we we are in the now in the midst of the Jay White push that should have come had lockdown not happened. Yes, and that's because, very because much I think we all know that evil was kind of a fill-in for Jay mm-hmm. during the New Japan Cup. Yeah, we all believed at this point that Jay was kind of being at the beginning of the year. We figured like, what? Are, I don't think we may have said it out loud at the time, but I think between you and I and personal conversations, we figured 
Jay White was probably winning this come Dominion had it not been for the pandemic. So it's I think just we, no, I think we, about. no, I think we actually did probably say that out loud. Okay. I think we All right. did. I, I it's had to go back been and long listen. years, so yeah, yeah, it's been a long year, so that's why I'm just not 100 percent sure. It has been that. a very long year, but you know what? Fret <laughs> not, Cody Ibushi fans. We'll tell you why here in a little bit. The main event was said double gold. Tetsuya Naito defending and defeating Evil. So now that that storyline's hopefully done now. Done. And good for them. This was the best match that they've had between all of theirs all together since the Bullet Club turn. But yeah, at this point, we are very much on the same mind frame that we were with Kazuchika Okada versus Sonata last year. Where it's just, let's just not touch this again for a good two years, please and thank you. Yeah, we yeah we, 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 we we're good. Yeah, we're good now. We we, we are definitely good. On this point now. And uh, yeah. So that was Power Struggle 2020. Now, a couple of things. Now, you, you mentioned. Well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm kind of uh, sidetracking here a little bit. Uh, you did mention the during the tour that they, they mentioned the best of Super Juniors, which we're going to mention. Uh, they mentioned Super J Cup, which is going to happen on December the twelfth. Um, it's all you know. It, it's all happening in America. Yeah, it's um, very much a, a North American tournament here, but uh, we got some really interesting pieces this time around for it. So I will say that much. Yeah, El Fantasmo not being one of them, but he, no, not really. He, he is also the defending. Super champion, Jacob so I understand so. why he's there. Clark Connors won the right to enter the tournament, so good on him for that. But I mean, the interesting entries for us specifically, ACH, uh, Blake Christian, guys we have seen in NJPW Strong episodes, they are making it there, which is really yeah. cool. Now, now uh, what's now what's cool is that Blake Christian is actually running under the banner of Game Changer Wrestling on this show. Yes, on this. Mm-hmm. And, and, Talking about guys running into uh, for banners, Chris Bay is getting an entry into this, and he's listed as an impact talent. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. Also interesting, uh, Ray Horus. I did not know was signed to Ring of Honor. Yes, he did sign a little while back. I did remember that, but yeah, I'm glad that he is getting a spotlight here by doing that. Uh, Ray Horus is in this as well too. Yes. So, which is yeah, good old fantastic. Leo. Uh, by the way, Rey Horus, if you don't know him, uh, you may recognize him as Dragon Azteca Jr. Jun- from L- Lucha Underground. He's great. In in general, he's he was great on that show. He's been great pretty much since. I think he's done a lot of uh, AAA work over the past couple of years here, I want to say. Yeah, or yeah, was... he, he's been yeah, he's been part of AAA and, and, okay. and in the indies. Yeah, I mean, he's made a lot of PWG appearance yeah i've reason. seen it more often than not it's pwg where i've seen him pretty much throughout the past two years so Boy, pwg is one of those things that may not serve <laughs> it just hasn't happened since lockdown no and i don't blame him because specifically with dragon and such he's got a day job he's doing well enough for himself to where i do think he's just holding off until he can 100 percent get like a full capacity crowd again at the globe yeah and that's and fine i don't blame him for him yeah like I mean, wait it out no, it's They'll fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think I may have mentioned my interest in indie wrestling is like kind of actually at an all time low right now. Yeah. So it's just one of those circumstances where you might as well just not push it until the circumstances are right enough again, whenever that comes. Yeah. So now, of course, TJP is part of this, too. And I'm just going to ignore his existence for as well, long as I can. Well, that's but... that's part of the reason why, you know, before we let's mildly transition into, you know, segue into this topic. I, 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 I still have not watched an episode of NJPW strong since before G1 climax started. Yeah. Which is fair considering that TJP gets features there. They feature, uh, dipshits like flip Gordon uh, yeah. and, and stuff like that. It's just PJ. Bl- yeah. The, yeah. The fact that, the, Black, the, yeah, yeah, they, they have given, yeah, they have given like a, 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 a platform for very many, you know, COVID conspiracy tweakers mm-hmm. 
to have have a platform. It really just doesn't sit right with me. Now, it, it's very cool that they've given Fred Rosser yeah. a place to work. Um, yeah. It, like it's Christian very... and Alex Zane getting features there has been great as well. Hey, so. um, something that came up yesterday when I was talking, you know, uh, on, on the Boom Goes yes, Dynamite. Thing. Yes, Alex, Alex Zane is signed. We don't know where yet. He'll tell us probably. Okay, that, he is signed somewhere. I mean, again, yes. he, he has been, been working, you know, the LA Dojo shows. So yes, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be New Japan because I think if that was the case, they would have him in this tournament. Yeah, you're probably right. You're, you're, you're probably right. Uh, Chris Bay. I'd never seen him. He's very good. I think you're going to enjoy him. And Kim and Connor should be a really good first round match for him to show out his stuff. And then whoever he gets in the semis, which I hope is ACH from the way the bracket is stacked. So that should be nice altogether. All I do think he might be a finalist on his side of the corner there, to be honest. Gotcha. Which... To me, it's hilarious that Gato and I think by turn Okada are looking at Impact and going, yeah, we'll work with you guys. Uh, you know, we'll, we we can forgive and forget. And then the elite guys are going, what are we, fucking chop liver or some dumb shit like that? Yeah. So, yeah. So remember all the, for all the noise that people were making about NJPW. And to be fair, uh, there were a lot of NJPW drops on... Uh, during full yeah, gear. there were. During full there gear. definitely were. Um, yeah, nothing's come up, for, you know. And for all the the you know the the tweets by Orange Cassidy and Evil Uno and and Colt Cabana, nothing really came of it. This here here's my theory. At least Jeff, yet. And here's my theory. I think they just decided to spend all the money that would have gone into that partnership and getting poor little Cody his last name back. Oh, such a fucking. Anyways. I mean, it's a good thing he got his name back. Nah. I, I, no, I, no, I, no, no, no. I think that that is a good thing. I, 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 I'm not mad at him for that, but, but yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird. But again, there's still a Wrestle Kingdom to book, so who the hell knows, you know? And given that it is a two night event, as we eventually found out, which surprised me to be honest more than anything. Yeah. But then again pandemic they kind of need to recoup the costs somehow of what their normal attendance would be on the one night show so i get it right but well and well we, you know we can discuss that you know at the relevant time too but also i mean don't forget that this is also we're now in the takami obari era as harold may right, has stepped a, away right, yeah it, it is it is official now that the transition has happened correct yeah it, it, yeah it started on the 23rd of october so you know, we are in a new time as far as uh, you know the at the at, in the front office i mean you know kadani's still there sagabayashi's still there and we'll talk about yeah, him of we'll talk about him in a minute too um but did you see the the announcement coming up that uh new japan is going to be assisting with another giant Baba tribute show, yes, mm -hmm. on the fourth of February, twenty twenty one. So this one's going to be at Corican Hall. So I guess you know, it, you know, it's not as big of a celebration, and I guess they're not, I, you know, Abdullah the Butcher isn't retiring this time either. Yeah. So it's just very interesting considering that it is an all Japan New Japan fate partnership thing for it. And I'm very curious to see how they're going to be putting some of those matches together there. Yeah, I, I, I am wondering, though, if maybe this would be a time to, to sneak in that kind of summit that Oka, that Kazuchika Okada, Kento Miyahara, and uh, Kaido Kiyomiya were talking about True. the days before lockdown. Yeah, I mean, be a nice, quick little way of doing that. But I wouldn't be surprised, too, if Okada's going, no, no, no. The Olympics are coming back in 2021. We might have a vaccine by then. Let's just wait it out and yeah. get it done then. That, that, that's true, too. Um, we probably won't get a main event quite like we did last time, though. Yeah, I don't think so. It's going to be a little bit unlikely. But if they decide to surprise us, neat. That's great. Uh, I do want to return really quick, though, because as we mentioned, the Best of Super Juniors announcement and Super J Cup announcements did happen at the same time. 
I at least want to cover the field on Best of Super Juniors, even though it's nothing too unusual well, in this we, case. Well, we will here in about five minutes. Okay. We will in about five minutes because there were press conferences that happened yesterday. Um. So let, let, let's get the, the, the wrestling part out of the way on this first, which is, and, and make the Kota Ibushi fans happen or happy, excuse me. So, Jay challenged for the 5th of January, which was night two. So, Tetsuya Naito really wanted to wrestle Cody Ibushi, it seems. Mm-hmm. So, he challenged Ibushi for night one. Naito's stubbornness and pride are going to be the downfall of him one day, and it seems uh, like the pieces are falling in place for that. Um... But can we also remember that it was Cody Ibushi who let Naito in to begin with? Yes, it's very much a full circle thing at this point. So this is kind of returning the favor, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if we're if we're honest, and that because let's face it, you know, despite yes, it was very nice that Jay White had won. You know, had you know is now the first person to actually win the. Um, the 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 briefcase, the challenge rights. We know what the money match is on the floor. Yeah, say, yeah. Naito versus Jay could sell the dome. Naito and Ibushi will sell the dome. Sell the dome, yeah. And I think they know this. And mm-hmm. I, you know what? Here's an early prediction. I honestly think that Ibushi could beat Naito on night on the first night and then go to challenge Jay. Yeah, I do believe that seems to be the key plot point. It could just be Ibushi's official crowning on both of those nights. Yeah, I, I think that's what we're going to get. And you know what? It, it's well-deserved. It's well-deserved, and it's about time, too, because Kota Ibushi, he may look young, but he's not getting any younger. Oh, no, God, no. He's 38. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's 38 years old. It, it's, time, may, it's time to he, hold that IWGP title. Yes, he may be aging in reverse like a vampire, much like Hirohiko Araki is, but that doesn't change his age. Is Araki really reverse aging? Yes. I need to show you the actual picture, like, depicting, like, all of his, like, portraits from, like, the 1990s to current era, just so you can see it. Like, God. Goodness. Good no, yeah, goodness. I'll, I'll, get, yeah. I'll get that to you after the show. Okay, but... yeah, that, that, that's fine. Does this more 1990s? It, does his early career pictures look more like a Tetsuo Hara drawing, and then he just gets more? I mean, I'll let you <laughs> make that judgment for yourself. This is where Chris and I just kind of talk to each other for uh, for a minute about the 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 very niche manga that <laughs> that we read. Look, hey, you know, as, as, as niche as to what? Yeah, yeah compared to like ten. 10, 15 years ago, it's not as niche anymore, surprisingly. The animated series has done it a lot of good in finally oh, spreading the gospel, which is nice. Um, so, By the way, did you, you you did see, of course, that Fist of the North Star will be getting print editions. Yeah. Cannot finally. wait. Oh, Cannot I mean, wait. I already have the whole series in, in, yeah. in, in one form or another. I mean, you're just going to have to get it again in this format. This is fine. Oh, I will. Trust me, I will, because this is like top three all-time manga series. But anyway, mm-hmm. oh, you're sending me things, aren't you? Yes. Like, is... <laughs> I'll, I'll look at it here in a minute. Yeah. Um, so with that, so yeah, I think that's a good development, plot-wise, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I like it as well, because it also sets up the stakes for both nights at the Dome. I don't think... To me, it does seem that the two nights at the Dome this year is more sudden than last year, where they planned it a little bit more in advance just yeah. because of the pandemic. But they're going to try and make this work accordingly. And, hey, just throwing this out there, guys, a ramble would be really nice in 2021. Just saying. Uh, yeah, but if you're trying to keep as few people... They can, work ar- they can work around that, though, with the eliminations happening in a much quicker pace, though, in my opinion. Yeah, but they also got to be in a locker room together. True. So I don't there, know. There are, uh, there are I, I, that. I, I, would not count, I would not count on that happening. 
Fair, fair. I would not count on that happening. I mean, I, I honestly would be surprised if they go over, like, eight matches a night. I, I think they, they may keep to the six-match format, too, which is part of the reason why they're going to do two nights. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't count on that, my friend. But I guess, you know, again, we, uh, as it turns out, our next episode will be our... Will be the preview and anniversary at the and same our, time. And our, our fifth anniversary, my God. Yep. And, and somehow, well, somehow, it lined up so it's it's another uh, round number. Because last yeah. time it was episode 60, this will be 70 because we got delayed for months. There we go. So Some you, things just worked themselves out. And my God, five years. Can you believe we've been doing this shit for five years, Chris? <laughs> uh, we're old. I don't know. I <laughs> maybe reconsidering some life choices. <laughs> We're gonna be doing this for five years. Just now you're starting to reconsider them? <laughs> I mean when you say it out like that. <laughs> okay, so before uh, we get to the next tour, um at part of the press conference, Naoki Sugabayashi, chairman made a statement saying that they have they have uh staged fifty four since Return from lockdown. 54 live events, a uh, combined paying crowd of, of, of nearly 73,000 people. They are claiming no COVID-19 cases from this. Um, I mean, you, you could take it at face value or this could be, you know, this could be worked too. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to believe it was true. Yeah, I would like to believe it as well. Because, I mean, we've seen cases where that's been successful with the NBA having their bubble and not having any cases pop out. The NHL pretty much being in a similar situation as well. The biggest thing for me that I feel is that if there were cases from, like, fans on those shows and they decided to, like, brush it under the carpet, I just think it would come back to bite them in a whole, like, PR scandal kind of thing uh so yeah, i don't think it, they would take that hit yeah uh, and, and especially since they, they they've been priding themselves on being like the like the last company to come back yeah exactly know? and, so and I, I don't think they want to be the ones ending up with egg on their faces so i i would say that at least so far it's been going well for them but just keep an eye out because you never know when one of these could just suddenly break out yeah, well, of course, it's yeah. It's the nature of the beast, so. Well, yeah, and that's the whole point, is that, you know, people, you know, who who are even starting to relax their own, their own personal, you know, care and all that and, 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 and precautions. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, <laughs> the cases are still rising, folks. You know, it, it's not going away. The You know, the, the, the governor of Illinois today said, you know, we're losing the war against COVID. You know, COVID is winning the war right now. So, oh, yeah, hello. Very, oh, sorry. Here we are. So, yeah. All right. You, you, you've got a fire under you. You want to talk some World Tag League 2020 and some Best of Super Juniors 2020. Yeah, Best of, Best of Super Juniors mainly. But, I mean, World Tag League has some interesting teams on it. So, we'll cover those accordingly. First, we'll start with the uh, Best of Super Juniors 27 participants representing Huntai in this case. Ryusuke Taguchi, a traditional staple. Master Wato. Hey, guys, remember him? He hasn't been around in a while. We know, but he's here, and that's the tournament that I think he's been waiting to play a part on for since, really, the return, his return onto the company. I think this is the moment he's been waiting for, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see him break out in a couple of these matches. Uh, now, Chaos representatives. We have Sho, as per usual. Uh, Yo can't be here this year because of injury, but they got Robbie Eagles uh, finally to come back, which is going to be <laughs> oh, super nice. Oh boy, my, my, be still my beating heart. Yeah, it's up. And for Los Angeles, you have Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi representing them. Suzuki Gun, El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Doki, and then the only Bullet Club representative here is the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Taiji Shimori. So. Yeah, so the, there, there's your field. Uh, Kanemaru may still be touch and go because he was out like the last couple of shows or the last 
show, I should say, um, with a knee injury. But that has... N I mean, they're, they're still advertising him, so... Yeah. So it could be... Yeah, it's, uh, you know... It, of course, you know, the, the card is subject to change, of course. Yeah, I figure if there's going to be any changes on that Bessus for Juniors for participants and whatnot, or if Kanemaru has to bow out of the tournament, we'll know at some point or another. But, right. yeah, the interesting thing is that this year they decided, yeah, we're going to run... Best of Super Juniors and World Tag League at the same time. So we just got those lineups, what, yesterday? Today? This morning, and, I think. Yeah, this morning, yeah, because definitely. But, and, uh, yeah, yeah, again, no, 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 no CMLL, no Ring of Honor, no AEW. No huge surprises here, but let's cover the teams that are happening, though. Well, I'm talking about, well, well, also in Best of Super Juniors, too. Don't forget. Yeah, no, no surprises there. They've just kept the things very much in house yeah. for both of these tournaments. But for participants, we've got uh, Finn Juice. So uh, the winners of last year's World Tag League and David Finley Jr. Uh, finally coming back into the New Japan Japan side of the fence here, rather yeah. than just being on the uh, NJPW Strong shows like he's been over the past few. Boy, who months. the hell's gonna be left to be on NJPW Strong at this point? <laughs> because like all the NJ, all the new Japan talents are like gone. Oh, we forgot to mention something too, during that that Super J Cup. Yeah, Ren Narita. Oh yeah, right. Ren Narita is coming back. True. Yeah. It's him and Carl with against... him and Carl versus Kenta and Hikaleo, which I guess Hikaleo will be definitely still in the LA. Well, yeah, but I mean, but, I mean, good lord, who? I mean, who's? Who they're gonna get? There's like gonna be no. It's gonna be like Rocky Romero and I don't know. I figured they probably filmed a bunch of stuff already, and that's in the can and just ready to go for some of these shows. Uh, well, yeah, they, it, it's been obvious that they pre-taped way in advance because you know when you know Kenta was showing up on on uh, during this tour. On, yeah, he on had matches there. Strong, yeah. Good lord. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh... Back to World Tag League. So you have Finn Juice coming back. Uh, they are your defending World Tag League champions. You have the Hinares team back. Toa Hinare finally making his return. Yes. To New Japan in some sort of capacity now, teaming with Hiroshi Tanahashi. You have the Yoshihashi Hiroki Goto team from Chaos. Tomohiro Ishii and Toriyana from the Chaos side as well, which wonderful. That's a great tag team there. At some point, they should be heavyweight tag champions in my opinion but that's neither here nor there uh for los ingobernables you now have the team of sonato and shingo takagi happening which i'm super intrigued to see how this works to be honest with uh, you poor sonata he, he yeah. lost his tag partner he lost his, his perennial tag partner lost his perennial tag partner apparently is not getting a shot at the double gold anytime soon either from the looks of it even though he did beat the current champion so that's well something to something to look out for in twenty twenty one, I guess. If no, uh, no, no. wait, yeah, wait, wait. Did, no. Oh, you're talking about Sonata well, I'm talking about yeah, I, I was talking yeah, about Sonata. I meant I meant evil. Oh yeah, no, no, I know, I know. Evil's right. doing something else in this tournament. We'll get to him momentarily. I was talking about Sonata. Right. Um uh, Suzuki Gun, Dangerous Techers, your current IWGP heavyweight tag champions, they're in there. And then for Bullet Club, that's the interesting thing. Three teams representing them in total. Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens. Yeah, Fale's coming back. Yeah, Fale's coming back. Evo and Yujiro Takahashi, which they might as well uh, rename themselves as the Nitro Betrayal Squad at this point, because <laughs> both of them have done it. And then uh, the Gorillas of Destiny are coming back as well. Tamatanga and Tangaloa. So. Yeah. Um... And, and the unknown factor in this one is that uh, the Empire faction is being represented with Great Ocon and X at the moment. Uh, someone that we will know for sure on the first on the first night of the tournament is one we'll get that reveal from the looks of it. Who do, who, who do you do? You have any ideas, or is there any speculation? I do. I do think uh, initially a lot of the speculation would have been on probably Rampage Brown, who was 
Ocon's tag partner in RPW. I think they even held the tag titles there at one point. Oh, that's true. But he just did. but he just got signed to NXT UK. So Oof. something makes me think Gideon Gray, who's another member of that Legion stable in RPW that Ocon belongs to, that's probably who they bring in for this one because it obviously keeps that RPW connection going. And it ties in with Osprey and the rest of that group having RPW ties. I thought Gideon Gray was more of a manager type. Does he actually wrestle? He does. Okay. I mm. don't think it's as often. But then again, I haven't really kept up with RPW. And I think most people in Brit Rest scene are just sick and tired of the Brit Rest scene altogether. So I am not going to ask them for <laughs> their taste of the matter. Yeah. I'd rather, um... I'd, rather, I'd rather not bring up those scars again because they've had a rough man. Like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Brit, Brit Rest met, is, yeah, Brit yeah, Rest is kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. We mentioned speaking out before, but like that was the scene where it hit the fucking hardest, dude. Just. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. Brit Rest is a, a a a nuclear wasteland at this point. It, it's dead. Be, be, between let it stay dead. Be, be, between speaking out and Vince McMahon. Yeah. And, right. and, and a lot of overlap there too. Um. Yeah, Brit Rest is is pretty much toast. Um. I don't know. I, I'm really hoping it's not Shooter. God no, I hope not. Yeah, Please I think no. it'll be a massive mistake. Huge mistake. But yeah, so all right, so who do you got winning each tournament? I think Hiromu is it's his best of the super juniors to lose. I do think his opponent in the finals is somebody other than Ishimori, though. Oh, in the finals? I think it'll be Desperado. Yeah, because they, they, they've got they've got a little running storyline going. So yeah, something tells me it's gonna be Desperado, and as a uh, as a dark horse, depending on how they decide to do it, that could be where they decide to like let Master Watto have a little bit of a run just to prove that. Yeah, he's kind of a serious contender in this thing, even though he might not be there yet. There yet. Like right. he's a step or two away kind of thing. So I could see him being someone who like sneaks in in the final night to be the other finalist against Hiromu uh, as a situation with Hiromu like beating then again I have to relook at the schedule again to see if specifically if the schedule works in that route but Despi and Hiromu seems like a safe bet for the finals okay what about uh tag league mm, this one's a little bit harder to call to be honest but then again given it's dangerous techers and their whole running story. I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to give the Empire something else to do outside of Osprey Okada and have the great Okan and his partner like play a hand in the things. But I could also see Ishii and Yano like uh, getting it done, or even Finjuice too. Like since they're de- they haven't been together back pretty much since losing the tag titles because of the pandemic and such. So. It could be that they win World Tag League again and win the titles back. So, yeah, I th- I think Finn Juice are honestly should be the favorites because they're they're going in as the defending uh, as the defending champions of this. Um, yeah, it won't be Shingo and Sonata because Shingo, by virtue of winning, uh, yeah, by virtue of winning back the Never Tell Belt, has has earned his shot to lose to Goto at the, the annual Hiroki Goto Invitational Never Match at, at the <laughs> Tokyo Dome. Good Lord. So, um, yeah, so I think that's going to happen. So I don't think it'll be, it, it won't be Sonata and, and Shingo, sadly. Um, I could be, uh, you know, I think the final might be Finjuice and the Girls of Destiny because they actually have a storyline. True, and that would be the... If Andrews were to win, that would be paying them back for taking the titles from them back in March, was it? Uh, February. February? February, yeah. yeah. February, the, the new beginning USA shows. Mm-hmm. And then they never got to challenge for them back. I guess yeah. either it's... Golden Ace or anybody else. True. Because of so, everything. Fair enough. I could run with that. It's 
the World Tag League, it's very much... Normally, this is the time of the year where we would sort of just be in, like... We'd be putting the car at that point into, like, the... Um, What's it called? Neutral. Uh, neutral. <laughs> yeah, just no, yeah. No, no neutral sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it's very sure that they put best of the super juniors now because because now I'm actually going to be paying attention. Yeah, it's sort <laughs> of like the oh crap. Yeah, this is forcing us to pay attention to it. Cool. Okay, yeah. I guess we're rolling with that. Yeah, but again, we also did have you know kind of have the three months off. True. So, Japan, let, so let's let's just see where this goes. Yeah. So. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, I think that that pretty much covers uh, everything going on in in New Japan World. So uh, unless there's something else you want to bring up, no. As far as I can tell, this is about as much of a coverage as we have for now. And yeah, we'll have the next show to really talk all things Wrestle Kingdom and the anniversary celebration. Yeah, boy. Next, yeah, next uh, episode is gonna be uh, it's gonna be a big one. It's going to be a big one, and um, it's going to be a lot. So we're probably going to end up splitting it in, in, in two sub-episodes again. Yeah, which we've done the past two years, so it shouldn't be that surprising. So, uh, But yeah, so, oh god. Episode 75 years. Good lord. What have we been doing? <laughs> I don't know, dude, but we've been doing stuff, I guess. I guess. Well, I looked at that Iraqi thing. Um, I, I like the 1868 one to start off with. <laughs> that was pretty funny, I thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just play, play, play it into the hands accordingly and just run the gauntlet from there. All right, Chris, go ahead and plug yourself. All right, uh, Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Brazilian Fury. That's Brazilian with an S instead of a Z. You can also find... My other podcast, Soundtracks on the Sticks, we're on Twitter, Sounds on Sticks. Uh, we're over on the Night of the Living Geeks Network for that one. That's SoundCloud.com, uh, D-N-O-T-O-G. Uh, we should have a new episode recorded by the end of this week, so be on the lookout for our fifth episode on that. Okay, you can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter, uh, my personal Twitter at GD Wessel. Uh, the blog is at strongstylestory.tumblr.com. And of course, uh, this coming Wednesday, there'll be a new uh, Boom Goes the Dynamite. Um, was pondering there may be a busting balls coming up, but I don't know because I may need a break <laughs> this coming weekend. So, fair. Doing fair. like four, doing like, you know, five shows in the span of. Nine days, it just seems ponderous, you know, when I don't get paid for it. So, you know, just, at some point, you just got to say, yeah, you know what? I need a, I need a break. It's a struggle. Yeah, you got to, you know, do the things that you got to do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, on a personal note, I like to point out that I actually turned in my first completed comic story in five years. To, Let's go. To a publisher. I know. It's been, yeah, it, it's kind of a watershed moment. Um, it, it, it's a five pager for an anthology. I'll let y'all know when it comes out, but as someone who's mm-hmm. been hitting stumbling block after stumbling block and uh, honestly, in a way kind of started podcasting as a way to get through this creative rut where I wasn't producing anything, you know, it just, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it, it's kind of monumental in a way, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I can appreciate this. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not stopping the podcasting yet. I don't think, maybe, who knows? <laughs> no, I'm I'm not gonna drop any surprises anytime soon. So, all right, uh, Chris, any final words? Uh, not for now, but we will see you guys for episode seventy. Thanks for sticking with us for nearly five years at this point. Yeah, and thanks for listening to the nice episode of the Strong Style Story podcast. Um, and thanks for listening to all these other fine shows here on the PWOM podcast network. So until then, uh, we'll see you after the world tag league slash BOSJ. We will talk some wrestle kingdom. We will talk what we've done with the last five years of our lives. And, uh, yeah. So until then take care. Goodbye.